Blog Talk Radio. Hanging out in our studio, and happy to bring you the show today. Uh, I do apologize in advance for my sniffling. Um, spring has arrived here on the West Coast, and uh, with it brings pollen and uh, all these airborne irritants uh, to my immune system. So I'm a little bit, uh, my immune system's a little bit on edge. Um, but regardless, uh, we'll get to the topic of today's show in just a moment. And um, just a reminder that uh, you can always listen to the archive show on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Mind Whisperer. And all of our episodes are archived uh, going back to late November, early December. And very exciting news is uh, today could be the day, actually, that we reach uh, 3,000 listens. In just a couple of months, so I'm hoping that number grows exponentially, and uh, we can bring you more content and some interviews. And that's been the plan all along to make this into a more interactive show and a lively show, and bring in other uh, commentators and guests on the program to make it, uh, you know, more diverse and interesting. All right, so let's get to the topic of today's show. And uh, today we are discussing. The risk of frivolity, how indulgence breeds confusion. Now, this is a very interesting topic, and uh, the subject was prompted this morning by a quote that I received in my inbox from uh, the Shambhala organization, and so they're called Dharma Quotes. And Shambhala was, (coughs) pardon me, a... um, it's a worldwide organization that teaches secular meditation, so it's non-denominational, non-religious, and um, it runs essentially by volunteers, and it was established by uh, a Tibetan monk named uh, Chogyam Trimpa, Rinpoche, Rinpoche means teacher, and I've uh, quoted Chogyam Trimpa on the, on the program before, he's been very influential in my uh, spiritual and psychological understanding, and learning and uh, my path and so today is a quote from uh, a book um, by him called the profound treasury of the ocean of dharma and dharma is uh, a word that is describing one's path in life the the path of truth the the higher consciousness the lifting up to 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 truth and Here's the topic, uh, or sorry, the the headline on this quote. It says, confusion may seem luxurious. 
Now, why would we think of confusion as being luxurious? Well, we're going to get into that, and it's, it's also in the topic of the program, which is that sometimes our confusion becomes an indulgence. It becomes something that we can escape into and and indulge as a way of not having to do the difficult work of finding the truth in the situation and really um, interacting or engaging with that truth or being aware of that truth because it's it rattles us and, and uh, is it is uh, a difficult thing to embrace because of uh, as we've talked about in the program previously our ego gets very fixated on these ideas of who we are and. Um, a lot of it is wrapped in fear, the fear of letting go of our preconceptions about the world and, and encountering our own irrational beliefs. Um, so I'll just get right into this quote, and uh, and then we'll sort of take it apart a little bit. And as always, do feel free to call in um, at any time. The, the number of the call-in is 347-945-7891. That's 347-945-7891. And uh, reading a quote now from the Tibetan master Chogyam Trumpa, it reads this, basically we are trying to put a stop to frivolity of any kind. Frivolity is an interesting word. It can mean being crazy and indulging unnecessarily in a very crude fashion. But it could be also indulging in something in the name of humor and overdoing it slightly. If you're embarrassed to deal with a particular subject, you find another subject to discuss. If you're tired of drinking vodka, you switch to sake. If you're bored with talking to one person, you switch to somebody else. Frivolity is anything that creates further confusion or the longing for further confusion. Confusion may seem luxurious. When you no longer have it, you begin to miss that confusion and you would like to recreate it. It's like going back to an adult bookshop and getting more magazines. But with discipline, you control any form of potential escape from reality. Well, that's quite a packed statement, and we're going to go back through that a little bit and, and um, take it piece by piece. But the, 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 the piece that I want to address, there's sort of three elements of this that I want to address. Um, one, that frivolity is not a... It's not um, addressing spontaneity or joy or um, lightheartedness or good-naturedness or anything that um, that are positive aspects of uh, being authentic and genuinely relating to others or, or our own emotions. I mean, giggling is not necessarily frivolity, although frivolity can contain giggling. So that kind of nervous energy that uh, that he's describing about um, pardon me. Um, switching subjects because you're uncomfortable with the subject or embarrassed, or um, indulging in something in the name of humor and overdoing it slightly. So there's kind of an edge of aggression there, really. Um, that uh, if you're overdoing it with humor, for example, that you are not being mindful of the impact of what you're doing, and um, and you sort of switch streams there. Now the other aspect that he's addressing is. Um, that really is sort of self-reflexive. It's about yourself and your process and the and what we call the discursiveness of your own mind. So your mind is flitting about from one experience to the other. That's what he means by being frivolous. That he, he's he's addressing very deep aspects of meditation here, 
and relating them to our behaviors. But really, they are they are symptoms of mind. And this is something that Trumpo is very brilliant at doing, is relating these deep esoteric teachings about the nature of mind and consciousness and relating it to daily life. So we need to sort of go in and, and explore this to relate it to what this what this is saying about our own experience and taking responsibility. That's really what he's saying, is that you take responsibility for these actions or as a reflection of what's going on in your own mind. And so there's a restlessness, there's a kind of an aggression that our mind wants to feed on one spirit experience than the next. And it's never really resting or engaging authentically with any of the experiences. And that's why he says, if you're tired of drinking vodka, you switch to sake. Pardon me. So, um, And if you're bored with one person, you switch to somebody else. So he says, it's anything that creates further confusion. In other words, you're not addressing that nature of that restlessness within yourself or impatience or the need to continually have new experience or to not be able to be present with any one experience. And, um, but not only that, but that, that state, that habit of flitting about, which is what some people might call flakiness, um, or non-attentiveness is what he's calling frivolity. And he says that it can actually create longing for further confusion. And he talks about how um, it's something that we revel in. And so we've all experienced this. It's sort of one of the things that in the Buddhist uh, teachings they talk about as sort of one of the poisons of of the mind um, and one of the, the pitfalls that we have to overcome in maintaining awareness and practice, you know, in in, in the Buddhist path, it's practice is meditation. Uh, but we can extend that out to um, really just being mindfully aware in our daily lives, and and laziness is one of them. And so we so you know, there's something in the teaching from Aikido, which um, I have brought up in this program before, because I teach this Japanese art called Aikido, which is teaching us again to work with our subconscious mind and overcome aggression in our subconscious mind. And so when we face problems, um, like someone trying to attack us verbally or physically, <clears throat> we're not coming from a reactive place and we can calmly deal with the situation with minimal effort and causing as little harm as possible while diffusing or controlling the situation. And one of the principles that we work with in our Aikido is uh, this embodied state of um, completely relaxed. But when we teach this principle... There's a difference between completely relaxed and dead relaxed. And my old teacher used to say, if you just come home from work and flop on the couch, turn on the television, and have a glass of you know whiskey or whatever, um, you're you're it's again it's kind of an indulgence because there may be things you need to talk about, or maybe you need rest, or maybe um, you need some self care, or whatever it is. But that sense of indulging yourself in this moment is kind of is sloth-like because you're just plunking yourself down and mindlessly watching the TV. And of course, we all want to tune out sometimes. But what are we tuning out from? We're tuning out from ourselves and what we're feeling and and something that we may need to pay attention to. And and so there's a difference between being calm and relaxed and being what we call dead relaxed, which you save for when you're dead. So this is what I believe that Chogam Trumpo is addressing when he talks about um, longing for further confusion. It's like getting up on a Sunday, and we've all done this, 
and you're tired from your week and you say, well, I'm just going to completely have, you know, a day in bed. And you watch, old, you know, reruns or movies and, you know, make some comfort food maybe and then, you know, pancakes or something and then you go back to bed. In the back of your mind, you're going, I don't, I feel too, a little too sloth-like. I mean, I like the indulgence in the moment, but it's too much. And in the back of your mind, you're going, I need to do housework. I should call my friends. I should take my dog for a walk. I should be exercising a little bit as well. And we indulge in this. And the confusion becomes a habitual behavior and almost we become almost addicted to it. And we can't help ourselves. And we go, oh, well, never mind. Screw it. I'll just go you know, completely back to bed. Then we, then we feel the sense of revulsion in ourselves for being sloth-like. And I know we've all experienced this, this feeling of, you know, you actually feel that you now haven't enjoyed that day because you watched too many movies or you, you're overtired now from laying in bed and your body is now atrophying a bit or, or you know, your lactic acid is building up in your muscles or whatever it is. So what we think is good for us sometimes is just habitual behavior and, and it actually makes us worse. And that's how he talks about how, you know, you um, going back, back to the adult bookshop and getting more magazines, you begin to miss that negative habit in a way. It's a very toxic cycle to get into. And the last thing is really quite potent. And I, I think this really is the, the most profound thing about this discussion that Chogyam Trumpa is, is um, raising here, which is that with discipline, you control any form of potential escape from reality. And that really is the point, is that we may not want to be dealing with what's happening. We may trick our, try and trick ourselves into believing that what's happening isn't happening. But reality is what it is. Now, our reality tends to be what we see or what we want to see or what we don't want to see. But reality is still very much what it is. When the rent is due, the landlord comes knocking on your door. No matter how much you lay in bed or avoid your landlord, that's a reality. But the bigger reality and the spiritual reality, which is sort of foreboding and, and really uh, eating away at us in a way, is sickness, death, old age, um, and then sort of the deeper layers of ego around um, am I loved and... Um, how am I going to get the most out of life? And I can't, my, you know, fear that we're not going to live forever and the people around us aren't going to live forever. And there's that slippery slope of existence where we never feel any sense of solid ground because life is full of impermanence. And so, again, the last sentence in this quote from the book says, with discipline you control any form of potential escape from reality. So what you're actually doing is just really desensitizing that fear just by being present with whatever comes up around uh, our experience of reality or our connection with reality. And more and more, you can tolerate more presence with reality. And in fact, your whole experience of reality shifts and changes because you're now not in conflict with reality. You're not, reality is not something to defend yourself against. And uh, you, as this you know soul traveler in your ego spaceship, it is something um, that is an opportunity to to uh, experience, and so that changes the whole relationship to to living and to uh, engaging with experience, and and kind of taps into a more level of excitement. And this is something that I uh, find with my client, my therapy clients, is that once this conditioning of fear 
is overcome because we your your brain only accepts stimulus. It's only your consciousness and your associations to your past experiences and your that turn and a stimulus of an experience, like I'm on the roller coaster from uh this is a fun experience and the excitement is stimulating and fun because your rational mind says, I know I'm not going to die, it's a roller coaster, it's safe, into a, something of abject terror, that I'm not choosing to be on this roller coaster and it's not fun. And it's that conscious, rational, as Trimpa Rinpoche says, the, the, the discipline to stay in that rational and uh, clear mind, intelligent awareness, that says life is like that roller coaster. Life isn't something happening to me. It's 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 impermanent, and we can tap into the excitement of life rather than the fear of life. Well, once again, uh, it's been a really packed show today. Um, it's been my pleasure to bring this topic to you, and I find that uh, with these topics, sometimes I'm not sure what I'm getting into until the show actually starts to unfold. So I feel very excited about the area we got into today, and I am very uh very much enjoying the program and these spontaneous topics and allowing myself to just um, just spontaneously let them arise and how I am conducting my daily life and things come to me and I'm not really having to plan the show too much. Um, so for now, the format seems very fluid and uh, I hope you're getting benefit and people seem to be enjoying the program. Appreciate your support. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. And the links are on the uh, the Blog Talk Radio page here. Uh, if you go to Blog Talk Radio forward slash sorry Blog Talk Radio dot com forward slash The Mind Whisperer, all one word, you'll find the links to our Facebook page or t- and the Twitter. And I really encourage you to please uh, get the word out about the program and increase the listenership, and uh, we can bring more and more and more exciting content to you. So thank you very much. My name is Michael Gordon. I've been your host today, as always. I hope you have a exciting and uh, action-packed day ahead of you and uh, maybe go about it looking at the world a little differently. This has been the Mind Whisperer. Be well. We'll see you next time.